Hello, and welcome back to the show. If this is your first time here, welcome. I do hope you enjoy and stick around. Tonight, I have a topic about late night visitors. I did a show of a while back about late night visitors. That was a ghost living in the home. Tonight, I want to talk about when strangers come knocking at your door. Let me ask you this. Have you ever had to flee your home or flee the city? Have you ever felt an urgency? You just had to get out. Something wasn't right. Something didn't belong. In my story tonight, I have a family that this happens to. The city is in chaos and they have to flee. They have to get out of the city. I also have another story I'm going to talk to you about tonight. And this one is about a young man who's home alone when a stranger comes knocking. So sit back, relax, make yourself comfortable, get you something nice to drink, turn down the lights, make sure the kitties are in bed. We don't want to give them nightmares. As I spin you a tale of when strangers in the night come knocking. The night was cloudy and gloomy. It was pouring rain, and the wind was warring. Lightning was the sole source of illumination. The power had run out hours ago. We had started to worry, my wife and I. We knew about the rioting and the violence in the city because it was all over the news media. We also knew about the missing kids. That, too, was flooding the news reports. I checked outside my window. I saw dark creatures prowling along the sidewalk. One, then two, then three. They were multiplying. They were growing stronger in strength. I heard the screams. I heard the gunfire. It was echoing through the night, through the darkness. I turned from the window and looked at my wife. We need to gather the kids and get out of here now, right now. We need to flee the city. My wife agreed and we started packing up our car. We didn't want to disturb the kids. We didn't want to frighten or scare them. After all, they were sleeping. Yet, we knew, we were aware that this was a need. This was not something we wanted to do. It was something we had to do. It was imperative that we find a way to protect them, to protect our children. After we got the car packed, we gathered up our kids. My wife trailed behind me with our daughter. 
I carried my sleeping son. We tucked him under blankets and laid them in the back seat. I climbed into the driver's seat and turned the key. Upon leaving the home, my wife took one final glance back. She had accepted the fact that we may never return. We navigated our way across the city, dodging gunfire as best as we could. However, it was happening citywide. All around us, flames were kissing the sky as people fled in all directions. The gunshots, the sirens, they were everywhere. They were haunting us. They were mocking our every turn. We did not stop. We couldn't. We had to get out. It was our priority, our kids' safety. We had to flee the city. We were able to finally break the city limits and hit an open road. It was around midnight. We didn't stop. We kept driving and driving until we came upon a small town and was able to find lodging at a hotel. We checked in and my wife walked behind me with our daughter. I brought my son inside first. We laid them into the bed so that they could go back to sleep. Then we shut the door and we got in bed ourselves. At that point in time, we thought we didn't have to worry anymore. We were safe at last. Finally, our children were out of harm's way. We were unaware. We were badly mistaken. The worst was still yet to come. We were only asleep for about a half hour when we started hearing banging on the door. We had to fortify the door the best we could. How? What? What was after us? Was the end near? Had we been found? And even after leaving the city, were we still being pursued? Are they coming for us? These shadowy entities, these mysterious creatures, these figures lurking in the dark. The whole hotel was dark, except for us, except for our room. How could the other guests not hear all the commotion? They remained soundly asleep and made not a peep. At that moment, at that very moment, the question, are we insane, started to flood our brains. The children were still asleep. It was only us, me and my wife, and we were enduring this torture, this nightmare. When does this nightmare ever end? Then, at that very moment, a very dark and disturbing thought creeped into the pit of my soul, the very heart of my being. Are they here? My God, are they after my children?
Let me ask you this. In this day and age, do you find it unsettling when someone unexpectedly shows up at your door in the middle of the night? What could possibly be so urgent that they would be banging on your door in the middle of the night? Why couldn't they have just phoned or sent you a text? Even if it was just a neighbor, what is your thought? Do you hide in fear? Do you conceal the fact that you're home? Do you try to check who's there without disclosing your presence? What is your procedure when someone late at night comes knocking? Do you wait for them to leave? In my story now, this happens to a young man, home alone late at night, when a stranger does come knocking. At 3 a.m. in the morning, I would never dare to open my door. People often claim that after the 2 a.m. hour, that the following hours are the unluckiest of the night. Like many nights before, I stayed up late. However, on this particular night, one of my biggest nightmares came true. There was a tap on the door. My first reaction to the knock on the door sent chills down my spine. Who could it be at this late hour? I sat there, holding my breath, wondering whether my ears were just playing tricks on me. After all, it was 3 a.m. Who would come to my door, of all doors, and especially at 3 a.m.? The knock echoed throughout my home, and then it happened again. Stuck in my chair, I considered the late hour and the possibility that there may be thinking, I'm sleeping. Yeah, they'll think I'm sleeping and eventually go away. In a moment of panic, I realized they would know I was home and awake since all my lights were still on. That and the fact that I naturally have a curiosity, it concerned me and I needed to answer the door and find out who was there. I crept as quietly as possible toward the front door, keeping my back to the wall so I wouldn't be seen through the window. The knocks seemed almost wildly desperate as they resounded once again. My heart pounded so loudly against my chest, my blood pumped so rapidly that I could hear it thumping in my ears as I made my way slowly to the door. Again, yet another tap on the door. This one made me immediately retreat out of reflex. My heart was pounding in my ears, demanding me to fight or flight. And at that point, I had nothing but adrenaline to guide my next moves. Out of desperation, I forced myself to unscrew the deadbolt and throw open the door, hoping without hope that the horror 
would end. Fear subsides as the door swings open and I see the little form of a child. A child? But then it multiplies as I realize that the demanding knocks, that echoing through my home at this late of an hour in the middle of the night were from a simple child. And yet, why? Why would there be a child at my door at this hour at 3 a.m.? After a few minutes of standing there and the silence that followed, I noticed the child wasn't even looking in my direction. He wasn't even looking at my door. He was standing with his back to me, staring out to the street. When I tried to speak, a lump formed in my throat, and I could only utter a weak murmur. And then it hit me, and my voice shook and trembled as panic took over my whole body. A little child, frightened and helpless, is pounding on my door at 3 a.m. Something about seeing another person in need, especially a child, causes a change in a person's emotional state that is stronger than any fear they may have. I tried to call out to the unknown child, but he or she didn't respond. Just the child back was visible, so I had to ask again, Hello? Is everything alright? Silence. A horroring pause between words. Something inside of me wanted to open the screen door and reach out to the child. Then, the child spoke out. It was only after I asked again, Hello? Please, if you need assistance, I can help you. The child said, I want. In a raspy and drawn out voice, as if it was sounding out its first words. I reply in a soft tone, what do you want, like any responsible adult would do when speaking to a child. The child echoed my words in his scratchy, horrible voice, almost as if he were trying to sound like me. And you want, what do you want? At that point, I was becoming less afraid and more worried about the child and the whole scenario. Tell me what you need. But the child only repeats, grunt, in a dreadful, exhausted voice, without even looking back at me. A shiver started rising from the ground and get colder and numbing my core. The terror began to crawl up my spine once again. Finally, I managed to spit out, What do you want me to do? Please, let me know. Is it only you here? Repeatedly, the child's cold voice mirrored my own. Are you alone? I felt as if it was teasing me or copying me. But I also felt horrible for thinking so since it may simply be a terrified child. I replied, there's only me here. If you need help, let me know and I'll get in touch with someone. 
You really shouldn't go exploring on your own this late at night. The child then utters, We are not alone. In a harsh tone, in a state of terror and disorientation, my focus shifts away from the child and onto the rest of the street. I started to reassure the child that we were indeed alone when my train of thought was abruptly interrupted by the awareness that there were other people about. A tall, black figure, obscured by the darkness, stood in the midst of the grass, featureless, simply a mass of shadow that somewhat resembled a man, but in the dim light I could make out no distinguishing characteristics. I went to open the screen door just a little so I could speak to this figure, but as soon as I did, the child spun around on his heels and scares me back into the safety of my home. Everything that I had feared came back stronger than ever. Within a matter of seconds, I quickly panicked. The panicking was increasing. Then, I examined the child's face, which was as pale and smooth as if it were fashioned out of porcelain, like a fine porcelain doll, with all of its features precisely in place, smoothed in a manner that couldn't possibly be anything but perfection. Then, this is when I realized its significance. The focus was on the eyes. Looking into the child's eyes filled me with pure dread, and no amount of happiness, terror, or misery could ever make me forget that. If you've ever looked out into the night sky and seen nothing but blackness, or peered into the depths of a body of water and seen only blackness, then you may be able to relate to the terrifying realization that I was looking into. Nothing, darkness, gloom, and terror itself had taken the place of the eyes. Not simply completely black eyes, but they were devoid of white. They blackness so deep that no amount of light could ever penetrate them, like the terror of a black hole sucking in and devouring everything in its path. I stared into this void. Time seemed to stop. I was paralyzed, unable to think or react. It was as if the abyss had turned me to stone. I slid back toward the floor, kicking and screaming madly to get back, to get away from anything, to escape the deep black stare of this mysterious child. I screamed, not the scream of a fully grown man, but the cry of a soul dreading its eternal doom. I am not proud of the fact that in my panic, I kicked the door shut, but that is exactly what I did. Once I saw no one was watching me, I calmly refocused my thoughts, locked the door, this was all I could think as I stumbled toward the entrance. Then, the banging resumed 
as soon as I heard the dead boat close and I heard the mysterious child call out, I want. I backed away from the door, clawing in fear. At that very moment, I became aware of a sound that frightened me more than the knocks on my door. The harder, more delicate taps on glass onto my window. I whirled around toward the sound of the knock, thinking that if a child could shake the door, it could certainly shatter the window. Repeated knocks echoed from one window to the next, from the window to the door, and back to the window. And then the child's voice shouted out from every door, from every window, in a harsh, horrifying voice, We want.